welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about words, about music. I'm Chris Wade. And I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing the range. Hmm. A distinct yet ephemeral feat of vocal reach that separates the true divas from the pretenders and also rands. The range as an idea has been around for a long time, but perhaps its definitive analysis came on June 20th, 2016. And that's where our words come from tonight. Isn't that right, Molly? That's exactly where the words come from. From where the, the words come. come. Mm, yeah. Wonderful. Molly, love, how, Molly, how are you? I'm great. I love when the words come from Twitter. Yes. Now, this is a podcast about words about music, and usually in this podcast we do a memoir. A memoir? Uh, that we have not yet. It is certainly on our docket to perhaps do an oral history or a, a book of otherwise narrative history of a movement or a moment of, of music in culture or society. Mm. Um, but sometimes the text is more living than that, more visceral of the moment. <laughs> uh, we've also done interviews, uh, pieces of journalism. Uh, and in a way, this kind of a comp- uh, this text encompasses all of those things. The zeitgeist burbling itself into our feeds directly. Wow, wow, wow. So now that I've said it in that highfalutin tone, uh, Molly, would you want to describe what we're going to talk about tonight? Yes, I do. Um, I think about I think about this tweet thread a lot, which is, it's good that we're doing this. Um, this is just like a touchstone that I come back to. You know, the, the ephemerality of the internet is such that things come and go, tweets fly by in the night like ships also passing in the night and it's rare that there's a thing a kind of idea that you can grasp onto such as this idea of having or not having the range uh so this thread is by uh at king beyonce stan uh which like right off the bat a lot of stuff going on in that name. there's a lot of layers yes king beyonce already a, a little uh Gender swappery in there. Well, is Beyonce the king, or, or are they the, the king, king of, of Beyonce, Beyonce stands? And also, as you know, bringing in Stan for Beyonce, uh, already cross-referencing fandoms against the uh, you know, it's not like King B of Beyonce Hive, which is usually <laughs> isn't it usually uh, how Queen, Beyonce fans uh, Queen B from the Beehive from the Beehive. I right. know some people say Bay Hive, but it's pronounced. Beehive. Sometimes it's bay, but sometimes I just feel like it's 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 beehive. That's that's a hive full of bees. I think if you know what you're talking about, you call it the beehive. I think when you uh, try to pronounce things phonetically and you have a, a dumb Midwestern tongue like mine, you would be uh, your instinct would to say be to say beehive, and that if it's my instinct to say it, that's how you know it's wrong. Anyway, at King Beyonce Stan, uh, I, I didn't realize they did this, but they actually they announced. The thread a day, a full day before the thread started. Shot called. It was, and it starts with just, she doesn't have the range, colon, a thread coming soon. And it came very soon, came 24 hours later. You know, sometimes Trump like waits like 16 minutes between tweets. And I feel like this is the the sort of extension of that, of just like, you know, building the antissa, you know, right? Patience. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I can't imagine having anything important enough to say on Twitter that I would announce it a day ahead of time. Try it sometime. I guess. But, you know, it could be something like uh, something uh, an opinion coming soon. Yeah, opinion coming soon. I think bread is underrated. <laughs> something like that. Um, so, yeah, this thread happened. It was June 20th, 2016. I think I was like you or I was just sitting on my ass doing something dumb and found this 
plucked into the timeline and my mind was just kind of blown. Like any strong set of strong opinions, you know, that your heart starts racing, your mind starts fluttering. It's like, do I agree? A greasy do I- sweat appears on your brow. <laughs> yeah. My hands get all clammy. I'm like, are they right? Are they wrong? Are we both a little bit right? Are we both a little bit wrong? <laughs> and the answer is yes, yes, and yes, and yes. Um, so I think we need to just delve right into this thread because it's rich, it's layered. It's like a, a pudding, a trifle, a parfait. It's a all the good. A tiramisu, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's pronounced like Tanahasi coats. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tiramasu. Um, so let, let's get into the, the thread, shall yes. we? Start at the beginning. So uh, King Beyonce Stan starts and says, Now before you write me off as bias, I'm going to ca- start out with one of my all-time favorites. Like, I love her. Amy Lee. Amy Lee, lead singer of Evanescence. Uh, the first white woman I ever loved. Hauntingly beautiful timber. And she doesn't have the range. Those are the, So these are like listed out in little little bullet points. Yes. And I think that that the format of this is genius. This is back in classic 140 character Twitter where miss you where brevity was the basis of the art of a good tweet. And this tweet thread is full of goldenly composed tweets. Uh, each it's offering, like haiku. Yeah, they're each tweet formatted with two funny, insightful points about them, followed by the verdict: the range or not the range. Yes. Uh, and I think that the the pattern, the beauty of it, sometimes. Some uh, commentary, some editorializing. Sure. I also think it's, for what this thread becomes, a great place to start with Evanescence. It's a clever choice by King Beyonce Stan because I, when I think if you know you're going into just laying down a series of uh, like semi-shady to extremely shady statements about well-loved uh, with armed with um, extremely engaged fan bases, uh, pop artists that sliding in with one that's like, I love her, but she still doesn't have the range mm-hmm. is like kind mm-hmm. of genius. So should we listen to some Evanescence? Yeah. Um, I mean, the classic is, is bring me to life. Wake me up. <laughs> Evanescence has one hell of a promo picture on Spotify. It, it looks like somebody tried to make a really uh, high budget fan film for the Twilight series, but it's like very off brand. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, a good start with uh, "Bring Me to Life." God, talk about hauntingly beautiful. What is the genre of this? <sighs> it's like goth pop new metal ballad. Because there's that like. That that guitar that comes in that's like, but then also this piano. The combination of this sort of like crunchy techno ness of it and the the neoclassical piano. Yes. And then I mean, Amy Lee's voice is great. Yes, she's a great voice. It's it's clear, it's distinct, it has it's very tone has a uh, an image to it. And uh, one thing I remember reading from an interview with her, like way way back in the days, that she says that um, 
She said that she would warm up for live shows with Christina Aguilera songs. <laughs> she would do Beautiful. And I thought that was actually perfect because they're genrely so different, but also kind of not in the sense that both are singing these sort of heart-wrenching ballads in the mid-aughts, early yes. to mid-aughts. And they have the same, they have the same range. They just don't have, well, she doesn't have the range. We'll talk about Extina later. All right. So Amy Lee, uh, very good, uh, good, good, good sound, good band. Well, good band is maybe too big of a thing to say right now. Good I bet an Evanescence show in 2002 would have been awesome to Rockin'. go to. Rockin'. Uh, but she does not have the range. Yet, I don't think we exactly know what the range is yet from just from the single. No, you can't. You can't define it from a sample of one. Okay, so next she says, uh, or they say, uh, Selena Gomez, uh, the savior of pop, not Quintanilla, as in Selena Quintanilla, the 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 uh, Tejano. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.A.P. Who, in fact, had the range. That distinction is clear. Uh, Selena Gomez doesn't have the range, and I would agree with this. I think Selena Gomez is a perfectly fine, like moldable pop singer. I freaking loved this song. I loved Bad Liar this summer. Yeah, but I think that Bad Liar is also a pretty good example of why she doesn't have the range and yeah. how she's using it to her advantage because she's staying right in this little pocket. I think we've talked about this song on the show before. We, yeah. We were both pretty into you it. You recommended it yeah. as your rec. But this is like, this is perfect Selena because she knows her limits. Mm-hmm. One thing, if you don't have the range, you can work around it and have still, you know, people respect you. Yeah, she says right now a little like whispery uh, tone the entire I, time. I don't know if Selena has ever Even tried to like belt. Whoos. They're like very uh, gentle. She's not pushing too much, but that's, it, the song doesn't need it. Yeah. It's like a whisper song. Yes. But not the Whisper song. Not the, wait, 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 what is the Whisper song called? Is it called, wait, wait, do you see my, the Whisper song? I think so. No, it's just called, wait, parentheses, the Whisper, the whisper song. song. Wait until you find out what you're waiting for. <laughs> A violent experience to your vaginal area. Yes. Um, is what happens in that Whisper song. Yes. Um, that the the whisper song does not sell sex well to me. It uh, P and VG sex like I was I, I was not hype on that after hearing that song. It doesn't make like, it sound mm. great for either party. No, that I mean it it just makes it sound uh, confrontational, <laughs> mean. Not like you're doing doing something that you're deriving pleasure from. Even yeah. if you take out the the rapey implications of it, it's even just something that's like I'm not I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I feel like I'm. It makes it sound like tenderizing a piece of meat. Yeah, it is, basically. Songs that make sex sound like work. Yeah. I'm not super into. Another one like that on a totally different scale is the uh, the Drake one where he talks about uh, he being so good at uh, sex that he should get paid for yeah. it. Yeah. It's I, like, I think that's I'm so a- good at sex that it should be labor that I should be duly compensated for. <laughs> I need to I need to see a union rep every time I have sex and fi- make sure my hours are are filled in because I'm not enjoying this. Does does that make Drake like a sex is it, is Drake sex positive or not? Because he's pro it seems like he's pro sex work. Yes. Fairly compensated for effort. I I don't think it doesn't sound like Drake enjoys necessarily having it as much as he enjoys uh the ramifications of it. 
Um, Drake and that I. song. I.e. being able to whine about it later. Drake and that song sounds like um, Joe Bluth being like, you're going to tell the guy in this in the $6,000 $6, suit? <laughs> That's what Drake thinks of his, his sexual abilities. <laughs> um, let's let's keep moving on. You know, I feel like we've been talking about the range. What What is the range? Are we getting closer to knowing what the range is? So the immediate assumption is it just is in the most basic form is can you hit the high notes? Can you hit the high notes, but also can you hit – can you belt with ease? Can you move between notes with ease? Can is you, there a can power? You ha- is there a grace in them? It's not like can you push yourself as if through a sieve mm-hmm. to to like you know at the most basic level obtain them, mm-hmm. but do they come easily to you? Yes. Do they come naturally to you? Yeah. And along that, do you have – the whole thing that a range implies. Can you sing at all the levels and can you feel at home in all of them? Mm-hmm. Correct. Great. I, I think that's a good place to. But I think we're, but it's cover. still, you know, you can say it in words, but you still have to kind of hear it to know it. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, next on the list, Justin Bieber, uh, king of fraudulent bulge picks, <laughs> hates black people low key. Oof. She doesn't have the range. King of fraudulent bulge picks. I believe this is referring to his Calvin Klein campaign. Yeah. Where I mean, he had looked, like a, a nice chunk of something in his tidy whiteies. I feel like right before and after uh, his last album, 2015's Purpose, there were a series of incidents in which he got his butt and junk out into the world. Like yeah. he took that Instagram pic of him, uh, of his naked butt by a lake. Didn't he also maybe like moon uh, an ancient Mayan like rock yeah. formation? Look, I'm not saying that they were. There was a variety of incidents of semi indecent exposure. Oh, he also had like a dick pic leak, like a pap- paparazzi. Yeah, the paparazzi took photos of his dick. His junk was getting out there like every other month. There'd be a, a we, dick a dick story. We a learned. Dick story. We learned by like 2015 that like Justin Bieber has a dick. Yes, he has a dick. Facts. This guy fucks. Unlike Taylor Swift, who I think there is... The jury's still out. The jury's still out about whether she fucks. I haven't listened to Reputation yet, so perhaps things are more clear. You haven't gone through the track list and listened to track seven? I definitely fuck. I definitely fuck. The closest (laughs) take it's to implying that she has sex is saying um, that her clothes are on someone's floor. That's like her favorite way of being like, I'm naked right now for a reason. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Which I kind of I love. It's so like it's such a nice like little right around. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. Moving on, Fifth Harmony, uh, the the most awkward girl group in history. They don't have the range. They don't even get a second bullet point. That sucks. Ooh, wow. Uh, and this was kind of before Fifth Harmony was huge, 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 right? Yeah, I don't know when they won the X Factor, came in second on the X Factor. I'm not really up on my... Is that their provenance? Yes. I only know that they're called Fifth Harmony because there are five of them, but they were only big after where there were only four of them. Yeah, they're... Which plays into the most awkward girl group in existence. Yeah, that's that's definitely awkward. Um, They're all, like, also hella young, too. They're all, like, about, you know, 19 years old, Mm -hmm. um, which is just, you know, it's a weird time in people's lives. Who am I? Am I a teen? Am I a 20-something? No longer a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah, and then there are four to five of them. We'll get to her later. (laughs) They're, you know, I have nothing to say about Fifth Harmony other than they're... Fine. Yeah. It's just like air. Yeah. This sounds like everything else on the radio right now. Yeah. Sad Calypso. 
this is definitely in the sad calypso. Shout out at Bakun for the best uh, broad strokes definition of uh, pop music right now, which is everything sounds like sad calypso music or the chorus from uh, Baltimore's Tarzan Boys stressed out for three minutes. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. Um, here's what I'll say about Fifth Harmony. It proves true the idea that you cannot just assemble from nothing a perfect girl group. You know who tried to do that like 15 years ago and it still didn't really work out? Pete freaking Diddy. Yes. Danity Kane. Never forget. Wow, never forget. Two, at least two seasons of Making the Band. Um, Making the Band 2. He had to make a whole TV show about his band and it still didn't take off. This was the second band. He tried to do the co-ed one, which definitely didn't work. Has a co-ed... I guess Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas are the Vanga Boys. uh, uh, (laughs) Maybe that works better. Actually, that does work in Euro dance because also the Barbie Girl Band uh, is like a a boy girl. uh, I mean, ABBA. 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 It depends what part of Sweden you're from. Yeah. If you're from Gothenburg, it's ABBA. And if you're from Stockholm, it's ABBA. ABBA. Yes. That's how they look. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy to just come up with a uh, a girl group. I think Spice Girls to find that harmony yeah. is tough. The, the elusive fifth harmony. It's only when you uh, find uh, you have to assemble five people, mm. and between the five of them, you find the perfect four harmonies. Kick one out, and then the fifth harmony is the mysterious extra force that exists within them. It's the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. Oh man. Fifth harmony is the Holy Spirit of girl groups. Yeah. They try. Um, next on the <laughs> list. Uh, so like, yeah, they don't, they don't have the range. Britney Spears lip syncing since the first Bush administration. Uh, can we, um, yeah. Is there an, a purpose to the order in these? Do you think, or is it more or less random? Is there a narrative in the, in the way hmm. that, uh, King Beyonce stand? has declared these reigns. Well, so, I mean, so far it seems like King Beyonce Stan has taken, you know, Bieber notwithstanding, I think some like relatively minor folks, you know, not icons. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call Selena Gomez. It's kind of like how you yet. do a set list, right? Where you want to like do a, a crowd pleaser up front and then mm-hmm. you, you knock through a few of your like, uh, album you know, your album cuts and then you want to put in like a big single, like mm-hmm. pretty much in the first 15 minutes or so, something yeah. like that. Keep them hype. Yeah. I like thinking about this as like a set list. Yeah. So, this, I mean, this is when she, like, they are truly coming for the throne because yes. we all know that Britney's fans, um, what, what is, what are Spears fans called again? I, I, this is one that you would have to know the answer oh, to. Oh, no. Um, uh, what's a good, the range song from Britney? Oh, oh. Oh, what's a good not having the range song from Britney? Um, let's listen to Every Time. Mm-hmm. Every Time is like, I sang this at karaoke once um, and it was great. It's just like, a, it, it, it's. I think it's a good example of what she has and what she doesn't have. Sure. So what is it? What is the Britney definition? The Britney, oh, sorry, uh, what, what her, um, yeah, her little tweet? tweet is. Lip syncing since the first Bush administration and she doesn't have the range vocally and of motion in the knee. <laughs> Ooh. This is referring, I think, to her 2004 knee injury where she was on her Onyx Hotel tour 
And like things were already going a little bit funky yes. for Brit, um, but she had already started dating Kevin Federline. And once she hurt her knee, it was like, she's like, great, now I can abdicate the throne. I can get rid of all my responsibilities. Let's just go like fuck around. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got the reality show Chaotic. <laughs> wow, I don't even. There was a Britney Spears reality show. It's like six episodes. Can't oh, remember wow. what network it aired on. Remember this? It's. I, I'm sure it's it's gold to watch. And she's never danced the same since that accident or injury, uh, as real, people that's say. A, it's real mean to Britney, but you know, I, I think that we we both probably have Britney sympathies. But uh, uh, she she also uh, fucked around a lot in the mid aughts. Yeah, I actually have, I have a lot of sympathy for Britney Spears, um, who, like, three seconds from now I'll have the, uh, accurate quote, but Britney was, she she was set up to fail, basically, she was a cute, good dancing, not quite as good singing pop musician who was manipulated to kingdom come, by a series of Svengali's, including her own parents. Yeah, you could... Even as, like, an 11 or 12-year-old, as soon as you saw the Hit Me One More Time video, you were like, ooh, this is not going to end well, is it? (laughs) Um, In this incredible uh, Rolling Stone profile called The Tragedy of Britney Spears, uh, which came out back in 08, like, shortly after her Mm -hmm. mental breakdown... Um, Vanessa Gregoriadis referred to her, her as uh, she says she's intelligent enough to understand what the world wanted of her that she was created as a virgin to be deflowered before us for our amusement and titillation Ooh, yeah that's rough and very true yeah well put you can hear that that's how I think about Britney <laughs> Britney is a little more dynamic now than the Selena Gomez I've heard but she's kind of in that same way where she has a very distinct vocal quality and it's in that um, even when she's she's singing at full force, she still has that kind of like whispery tone to her, which is that like baby voice, yeah, which is part of her appeal because she can sing that baby voice at a lot of different places, mm-hmm. but it's still always in the baby voice range. Yes, not the range. Yes, um, like she has. Good no com- one ever thought she had the range. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was basically set up, her entire pop career was her versus Christina, Mm -hmm. and it was basically range versus not range, and I think she won either Best New Artist Grammy, she won a great, it was her versus Christina Aguilera, and she won a Grammy, and it was like, oh great, we've decided that not, not range is is the winner. I'm kind of surprised that Britney Spears never played like a cartoon sex pot, like a Jessica Rabbit or a uh, Hollywood from Cool World, if you've ever seen that uh, crazy Brad Pitt vehicle. No. We'll watch that sometimes. Okay. Uh, where Brad Pitt wants to have sex with cartoons and goes into an alternate dimension to do what? so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Wow. Uh, but <laughs> c- couldn't you imagine Britney Spears doing that kind of voice for like a, a kind of body adult cartoon? Yeah. And but, being pretty good at it. But the problem is when she was still in ingenue phase and she, you know, she did Crossroads, I don't think she was ever in no, a they, movie you know, again. Did, yeah, when she did movies, they were pitching her as like, a high school innocent yeah yeah yeah. and then once she kind of had her break and then came back it would be too uh, too too to do that to be a sex pot it's kind of like she's she's now really inhabiting her role as like 
Godney, as her fans call her. Like, she's like mom. Like, you know how people call female celebrities that they admire who are anywhere from like five to 20 years older than them mom? Yeah. She's like kind of an OG mom. Like, that's what she became. Yeah. Um, Also, you know, speaking of her vocal quality, A, I think Britney Spears is, she, could sing totally differently, but never does Uh because that's such a modulation. I don't think that's her real voice. I think she could actually have a completely different way of singing, but we'll never hear it because it's not Britney Spears. And she has been lip syncing since the first Bush administration. Yeah. And that's like the difference between again, like Aguilar Aguilar versus Britney was like the range versus not the range. It's like, it's honestly like the range versus the brand. Yes. Right. Yeah, Aguilera had the voice, but Britney was more of a whole package of, like, you knew what she was. She was selling a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Aguilera had good tunes and definitely had, like, an attitude and an image and, and stuff, but it's like the brand was just stronger. Yeah. Yes. The brand yeah. is strong. Um, let's let's move on. Yes. Sia. Ooh, Sia. Sia. Uh, excellent songwriter. A godsend to the pop girls, yet she doesn't have the range. This is the first one that I'm like, oh, because I love Sia's voice. Um, will you play alive? Yes, I will. Sia, yeah, I think, I think of Sia as a, a big vocal, vocal, a powerful vocalist. Powerful vocalist. Yes. Especially for a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a white Australian woman, I should yes. say. Um, not a ton of those happening in the pop world. She... She has this great, like, raspy mm-hmm. shit going on. Um, she has consistency, which is something that I do think the range does describe, is that mm-hmm. it's not just that you can do it, it's that you can confidently do it, whatever it is, every single time, and yeah. not fuck it up the fifth time. Yes. Like, I think some people sound different live than they do in the studio, because sure. they hit it once in the studio, or they almost hit it, and his- then the computer yeah. did it for them. And Sia, at least what I've seen, like, seeing her live and seeing her live performances. Although, can you prove that she's really there when she's live? That is a great question. Um, someone is singing that well. <laughs> Are they even? Where You could very easily have a mannequin with a giant wig on yeah. and redo a Sia concert. Maybe. Yeah. She writes these fantastic, soaring, mm-hmm. empowering choruses. Just a, a few of the... Um, Ooh, there we go. And she's got that great, like, sort of squeaky mm-hmm. moving between notes. But I get why she doesn't have the range. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't have that effortless gliding run thing. Well, it's, it's, it's all done with, like, a lot of effort. Yeah, she jumps and she pushes up there. Can we even go back on that? Let's hear it again. See if we can hear it when we go to the second time. Zoom in on that range. Alright, here we go when she goes up. You can hear her kind of pushing into it. Yeah. One more time. I mean, it's great. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And it works for the song and it works for the whole thing. Because you know, a lot of her songs are are about feelings of like struggling and pushing mm-hmm. and it has that tone to it. So it really works to hear her reaching a little bit, but it but is that's like, not the range. It's not the range. And it's like a stylistic yeah. thing that it's like, 
you know it's Sia, but also it's not completely unique. There have been sort of rock-tinged vocalists before and probably after yeah, her yeah, who do the same yeah, yeah. kind and of thing. And that's like great. That yeah. rules often all the time. You, it, it's amazing hearing somebody who can get there, but it feels like, you know, they're they're fighting a fucking battle. Yeah. Because that's what you want the song to sound like. Yeah. Not that it sounds like, not that Sia sounds like she's fighting a battle to get there or anything, yeah. but it, you know, you, you hear uh, determination, <laughs> grit, grit, yes, true grit. That true, that true. But Sia the thing grit. is, she hits that. That's a really hard note yeah. to belt. But then imagine a, a range haver like Beyonce singing it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce can do that in her sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That's someone who had the had. Sorry, that's someone who has the range just being like ah. Like they just do it like it's yeah. Fresh it sounds in their like teeth. glass getting there. Yeah, it sounds like it's just like turning up a knob rather than like going up steps. She is a godsend to the the pop girls. Um, I didn't realize that she co-wrote both uh, "Making the Most of the Night" and "Boy Problems" by Carly Rae Jepsen. She co-wrote "Boy Problems." Yeah, that's actually her voice at the beginning of "Boy Ooh, Problems." Interesting. I mean, that's a, that's the fascinating thing about Sia is knowing that her career goes back like uh, over a decade of yeah. songwriting. I feel like when was the first time you heard about Sia? Um, I think I was in middle school whenever, um, is it called breathe me? That was her like first quote, quote unquote hit. Um, breathe me was released in 2002. And I think I heard it by Oh three or Oh four. I probably heard her name, but I didn't realize her as a pop entity until honestly, and this is going to like out my ignorance here, but until chandelier, maybe that's fine. I think that's when most people understood that she was a person who exists and not just like a name in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't understand her breadth as a songwriter until yeah. like very late. Until uh, Beyonce brought her to the Hamptons to write for uh, the self-titled titled album. Yeah, until um, Beyonce kidnapped, kidnapped her, her and replaced her with the doll in the wig. Right. Yes, that's that's a fact. Yes, that we've confirmed. This this is after all nothing if not a pop culture analysis and conspiracy theory podcast. That's the way I like it. And the it. two major conspiracy theories are that Sia is kidnapped and Taylor Swift is a virgin. Yes. Also, is Avril Lavigne dead? Who's dead? I've heard, I've heard of that conspiracy theory, but I've not had been walked through it before. Yeah. But I'm sure if somebody would walk through it with me, I would be <laughs> very willing like, to buy yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, let's keep moving. Zane. Zane. Zane is a one man. Of, one of the boys. A man. Uh, res- a man like you or I. Respect for breaking away from the whites. <laughs> 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 she doesn't have the range. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever thought of Zayn as having the range. I think a lot more women have the range than men, um, in the sense that, you know, being a, a pop diva is much more a, tr- a tradition of women. Yes. Uh, Zayn has an album out in 2016. I like, uh, One Direction. I mostly like the One Direction boys. Uh, I think that they are, are fine boys who, uh, should be given a chance to their careers. Good boys. Uh, Zane's 2016 album Mind of Mind of Mine has two strikes against me yeah. for me uh, just on an aesthetic value and the first is that he kind of rips off the Lil Wayne the Carter 3 thing by having a photo of him as a kid mm-hmm. with a bunch of tattoos on it to that are either his maybe his current tattoos or just like other ta- tattoos uh, I don't know stealing the idea of a tatted up child and uh-huh. also the entire album titles are uh, uh forced into a uh, like sticky caps like the oh the little like the song t- title track 7 drunk 
lowercase d, capital R, lowercase u, capital N, cap, lowercase k. I think of that as um, Delia's text. Yes, uh, exactly. As in the catalog, um, which all all the like little blurbs on that were in that writing. And I never was able to master that. Um, but it's good. I guess it's good that Zane did. I'm looking at this album cover as well. Uh total thievery the only person who's allowed to reference an album cover is when uh um uh drum referenced cameron's (laughs) album cover but instead of holding his kid he's holding his dog (laughs) that's the only person who's allowed to do it listen zane zane fox yes we know yes i mean again respect for breaking away from the whites sure that's that, not, being, that being said, that was a bold all the uh, move. bold move. Um, anyone, especially given how rabid and unapologetic the One D fandom was, specifically at the time that he did that, yes. where like more pop music conspiracy, like there were crazy pop music conspiracy theories going around One Direction, uh, like they were all all gay for each other. Yeah, that they were all all in a secret gay relate. Well, two of them specifically, but that they were all secretly gay and that their management was repressing it and stuff like that uh, uh, to insert drama into that yes. as the uh, a more minority member of the band yeah boom and he landed he's got a good good little career now yeah he I mean listen to listening to this I'm I would have a hard time being like is this Nick Jonas or not like <laughs> I'm, I, I don't personally care for Zane's singing. I think it's fine. It's fine. Um, that I mean, being said, I think Zane tweeted something pro-Palestine and got so much shit for it just because people are so stupid. Zane, respect his politics. Music. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Um, and, you know, he like he's dating Bella Hadid. Uh, not dating Bella Hadid. Maybe dating Bella Hadid again. Um, so I guess I his I guess I homeboy's kicks are fresh. Bella Hadid. <laughs> I guess oh, yes. I guess homeboy can like get it. I, I don't know who Bella Hadid is outside the context of being generally famous and that one video. Yeah, I mean, bless her. So it's hard to talk about shoes sometimes. No, you know, you don't have the right words to describe a pair of you, Jordans. You agree to do a piece of content with Complex. You show up. Some editor that you've never heard of is shoving fucking sneakers in your yeah. face and is like. Give us a pithy quote in ten seconds. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't know who any of these people are. Listen, I, I have a lot of pressure on me when I go shopping with my mom, and she's like, "Do you like this?" And I'm like, "It's cute, it's cute." And she's like, "That means you don't like it. Sounds like you don't like it." Like shopping with people is hard, so shopping for YouTube is is double hard. Uh, so this, sorry, Bella. This is the first most listened to song off the Zayn album. Uh, his fourth most listened to overall on Spotify. I find the song utterly unmemorable. It's it's fine. He doesn't have the range. All right. She doesn't. She doesn't have the range. King Beyonce stands coming for another clean. Madonna. Ooh. Uh, faked having the range again. Like a set list, you got a few more in there. Peppered through, you know, up and comers, some of the new singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back with the, an all-time crowd pleaser. It's well-paced. Well um, Madonna faked having the range in Evita. Ooh! Embarrassed Prince in Heaven. Oh, <laughs> and wow. she doesn't have the range. Um, 
let's talk about this. We've talked about Madonna. We've talked about her vocal tones specifically. Um, mm-hmm. When we talked about Nile Rogers, Nile Rogers produced uh, like a virgin yeah, and said that episode five for some uh, sweet Madonna talk episode five. Um, Nile Rogers says that one of his battles was like Beyonce or Beyonce. <laughs> Madonna's very strong willed and she has these songs and these are the songs that she wants to sing. And this is the key that she wants to sing them in. And so he's like, this is super high for you. Let's try to figure out how to get your voice to do that without sounding like shit. Madonna's voice is a lower register, mm-hmm. but she's constantly yelling like a soprano. You were talking, this might've been off mic that you were telling me about this, where you listen to, Again, to talk about that baby voice register Mm -hmm. of her early stuff. And I'll just go uh, to one that I I know very well. My favorite early Madonna uh, one. Um, Oh, yeah. Where you can hear her affecting that cutesy range in here. And Mm -hmm. I think this is you saying that she's pushing into a soprano, right? Um, She's much more comfy... In a lower tone. Uh, Evita's funny because that's kind of what she sings in. Do you want to pull up Don't Cry For Me, Argentina? Yeah, let's see if they have that on Spotify. But here. You kind of have, you basically have to compress your vocal cords yeah, in you order to your sound voice like that. The back of your throat. Yeah. Can, you can, like, kind of, kind of make. She's obviously way better at it than I am, but you know, you can you can make that voice happen. Yes. But it's definitely a voice, not her voice, yes. right? Great. So, is there a Vita on Spotify? We'll find out. Have you seen a Vita? I've not. Is a Vita worth seeing? Y- yeah, it's pretty great. Um, this was Madonna's foray into musical theater. Acclaimed Foray I mean she's a good actress My mom was obsessed With Don't Cry For Me Argentina And my father bought the Evita soundtrack But he got a soundtrack that for some reason Only had the techno remix (laughs) Which was super disappointing For everyone involved But does the techno remix bang? Yeah, I mean yeah uh, Oh it, it totally bangs Does she come in with with the Don't Cry For Me, or is that like the climax of this song? I think it starts with the first verse, as some songs do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, there's a really long string intro. Oh, Jonathan Price is in this movie? And Antonio Banderas? Oh, this movie probably rules. Yeah, we should probably see it. More rules for Jonathan Price. It won't be easy, you'll think it's strange. When I try to explain how I feel Do you hear the difference? Yeah. Similar notes yeah. as uh, Material Girl, notes. but she's letting things breathe more. Yeah. She's vibrato. I wonder how much... She probably did a lot of vocal coaching to get into this Broadway realm, right? Yeah. Oh, she, for sure. she does that kind of stuff. Yeah. But see, even in that in that moment, it's like a little more competent handling of those those mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, it's more full. Yeah. 
Where the fuck is that Argentina? <laughs> oh, oh! Don't cry. There we go. Hell yeah! DJ, turn it up. Yeah, she's doing a very credible job of sounding like a Broadway yeah. singer. Um, but she doesn't have the range. So, yeah. Madonna's entire persona is based on her not having the range. Yes. She's a fighter. She's a scrapper. She's an underdog. Yeah, she's a bit of a punk. She's going to prove you wrong, sucker. Um, Lori said, 1983. <laughs> Next. Next. Janet Jackson. Ooh. Just swung through this neck of the woods. Uh, just swung through New York um, and played what seemed like an amazing show. Just came back into the news cycle for getting down to uh, Cardi B's Bodak Yellow and yeah. looking amazing. Was, she just, uh, was it like a video of her dancing? Yeah, she like she danced to it at a show nice. um, in the middle of another song, and she just looked great. But Janet Jackson. Uh, Matt- I <laughs> love – this is like kind of – but I love when like an older – or. I don't want to call Janet Jackson a legacy act, but she's definitely, you know, she's had th- at least three full decades of career. Yes. Um, f- getting up to four full decades of a career. Well, but well just we be, won't maybe count the decade that Justin Timberlake stole, stole from, from her. her. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but yes, when somebody of, of that age or range is like, you know what the kids are doing these days? It's great. <laughs> well, because we, we will later talk about someone who... Uh, does not it, who fears their contemporaries, and that's Aretha Franklin. Ooh. Aretha Franklin has never been okay with younger people than her coming up and doing their thing. It doesn't matter whether they sound like her, whether they don't sound like her. No one sounds like Aretha, but hated that shit. Yeah, and so yeah, Janet Jackson has respect for for the youngins. Yeah, and that's cool. But Janet Jackson doesn't have the range. Ooh. Uh, she's the master of whispers. <laughs> there is who? <laughs> um, a scammer who loves robbery and fraud. <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't have the range. I actually don't know what they're referring to when they say scammer, scammer who loves, loves robbery, robbery and fraud. fraud. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like, I feel like that's like a Janet persona somehow. It's like mm-hmm. it maybe ingrained in her personality. Master of whispers. I have written down um, the song I Get Lonely. Can we cue that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. What is that robbery and fraud, fraud reference to? I mean, God knows I love a uh, scammer who loves robbery and fraud. Yeah, uh, reference, but I don't know what about from our perspective. It is Janet who has been robbed and fraud. Yeah. There might be some crazy Janet anecdote that we are... Uh, a Janicdote? A Janicdote. Yeah, I, I, I hunted around a little bit for this, and I didn't really find anything. Ooh, this is great. I love the production on this. This is from 1997, and it sounds like it. Is this the Velvet Rope? Yeah. Yeah. Goofy bass in the background. Like, it's the cooing voice. Yeah. I do believe this is her voice, though. I don't think this is, like, an affect. I think this is where her her vocals live. 
It's sweet. Yeah. She's a sweet voice. I'm here with my teeth. All alone with my fears. I'm wondering if I have to do without you. She knows what she's working with. Yeah. It's good, but it's it's like all the other people we've talked about. They live, they live in that airy realm. Yeah. Doesn't have the range. Next. Lana Del Rey. Oof. Okay, here we go. My fave. This is King Beyonce Stan's fave. Percocet and exploited AARP funds <laughs> can't make up for the fact that she doesn't have the range. I don't think we need to get too into this. Uh, Lana, we know. Lana has a few a few songs. Uh, she she definitely has an aesthetic. She has an aesthetic. Uh, yeah, she's got a decent voice. But she has it, a tone. She's not, she's not reaching, nor uh, she she being discounted for where she's living. Yeah. She's... Uh, Got that, you know, Nancy Sinatra on mm-hmm. a lot of uh, codeine thing going yeah, yeah. on. And we love her for it, and it's great. It's good that she doesn't try. Um, well, it's good that she tries. She tries in, like, the aesthetic and the, like, oh, yeah, the yeah. filter. You know what I mean? When I say filter, I literally mean, like, like an Instagram filter, but for music yes. and, like, visuals. Yes, no, I, I think she looks she, like an Instagram filter. She, she, she does look like an Instagram filter. <laughs> she's not trying for to be a the range no. artist at all. We've never heard Lana Del Rey try to do a ah. Yeah, she's the vo- her music is the vocal equivalent of uh, laying on your couch and your your like uh, <laughs> your bowl being slightly out of your reach and but not having enough energy to actually move your body to pick it up. Yes, and to smoke the next round. Yes. Uh, Rihanna. All right. Another heavy hitter. Uh, first bullet point is great. Uh, gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> Bops and blunts. She doesn't have the range. Now, is this a bold choice? I honestly, I, I this is where like my off the hand mastery mm-hmm. or knowledge of pop divas starts to break down because yeah. I don't think that I can like know or not know if this claim is true offhandedly. I would say that this is true. And this is, so this is where we start to get into the ineffableness of the range. Yes. Is that Rihanna has a great voice. She's Mm -hmm. a powerful voice. She has a consistent voice. Right. Um, She can do ballads. She can do bangers, bangers, jams, and bops. She can uh, fucking threaten to kill me if I don't have her money. She can threaten to kill you. And I incredibly believe that she could come to my house with a bunch of people and beat the shit out of me. And then she can just be really sad and say, I want you to stay. You're like, yeah, oh, and I'm sad. Me too. Um, but she, I don't think she has the range because she doesn't have that thing. She's not. Whenever she's performing, you, I think effortlessness is part of the range. But there also does have to be that little bit of effort that makes you feel like there's emotion being put into it. There's like a superhumanness to a good the range singer that makes and you that, feel yeah feelings and that they're hitting notes that you feel are would be unattainable to the normal person and doing it with the grace of you know s- superman mm-hmm. shooting into the air but uh, having it still be impressive yeah like uh, i can't remember so i read what someone said rihanna that- uh sounds like a zipper <laughs> Like Rihanna's voice just like kind of sounds like a like a zipper. It just sort of goes up and down and like it's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I okay, I get what that Slinky. Like. Uh what is a good Rihanna 
exhibiting her range song. Um, Take a Bow? Why don't you try that? So this is a sad song about someone that she's no longer in a relationship with because they did a bad thing. Where does this song kick in? <laughs> Soon. Yeah, we're here. The ad libs, the chorus itself, it's just kind of like, it's a little perfunctory for something that's supposed to be a sad song. Once again, think of our, our range, our range master Beyonce singing the same song. Yeah, I guess Rihanna doesn't really do soaring. And this is like... It's vocally perfect and fine, but yeah. there's just no je ne sais quoi. I mean, yeah, Rihanna Rihanna's great, but you know, now that I'm thinking through of her many, 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 many mm-hmm. major pop hits, yes. there's never really that um, absolute, like, music cuts out, showstopper, uh, single note performance. Yeah, the, you Although know she hits many, many great notes. When she did the the VMA performance, where it was like three different performances, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, "Wow, she sings, she sings good." But I was never like, "Oh, speaking in tongues." Yeah, the way I did when Beyonce did her VMA performance. At the right. same time. Who's next? Uh, Drake. <laughs> I know how you feel about Drake. Yeah, Drake is the senior undersecretary of the Lightskins. Has a legion of doll clones. She doesn't have the range. No, I don't think we need to talk about this for too long. The picture in this tweet is of Drake in the uh, turtleneck from Hotline Bling, just sort of pouting and pointing at the camera like, yeah, Uh, pass. Let's move on. (laughs) Would you say I don't know her? Yeah, I don't know her. Okay, Chris doesn't know her. I don't know her. Another another surprise. Is Adele. Okay, yes. Adele, a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. Beautiful timber. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks she has the range. Uh-huh. She doesn't have the range. I feel like this is a very contrarian take because that's like the only thing Adele has going for her, right? Yeah. She's, and I, she's like a, the range first artist. Yes. A, a, the range forward. Range forward. Um, she, I would say anyone in America, probably if you picked someone at random and you're like, you, it, who's your like favorite singer, they might say Adele. Yeah, at least good, when I say people, I say chance. white people. Yes. Um, Grammy voters too, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, this is, this was the one that made me go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I was like, oh, I kind of see what you mean. Master manipulator. She's someone who. She, once again, she knows where her pocket is. Mm-hmm. She knows where she's comfortable. She knows where she sounds good. I think she practices a lot. Um, I think she attains effortlessness through practice and through writing songs that kind of hit the spot for her. But she is 
You, there's not a reciprocal relationship between like her and Whitney Houston or her and Beyonce mm-hmm. or her and Christina Aguilera even. Does it not also help that her voice is fairly low to start so when she goes high it's kind of high in com- comparison to her, high, her base level? Her high notes are falsetto like she doesn't really belt high mm-hmm. so that's a point against her in the range uh, Olympics. Mm, crafty. The, the deepness of her voice is I think what makes her so successful because it makes her voice it allows her to do these fairly classic songs Mm -hmm. in a fairly modern tone and she does there is a lot of range in the notes from low to high Mm -hmm. per song but it it is at a lower pitch she's got fucking power though yeah she's a fucking power point of notes yes mm. but I think that any higher than that she would be yeah stretching right and even that range is like or that little like run mm-hmm. is not quite rangy yeah Let's move uh, on. Yeah. I mean, Adele, we love you. Adele has a nice sense of humor about herself also. That's good. Um, also, has anybody ever said that she looks like Jillian Anderson? Jillian Anderson. From, from X-Files? X-Files? Yeah. Um, no, but you you just did. Yes. Uh, let's continue. The weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, ruined Six Inch. Six Inch is a song off of Lemonade. Do you want to cue that up? As I continue through the litany, uh, Ruin Six Inch is cocaine goals. <laughs> she doesn't have the range. I mean, is the weekend cocaine goals? What are your cocaine goals? Mine's probably uh, like Scarface. Berlin era Bowie? Yeah. Like Scarface with just like mirrored surfaces everywhere and velvet couches. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The weekend also, like Drake, is somebody who makes having fun seem like not a good time. Yes. That's their like whole aesthetic is uh, is like uh, it's so much it's just so much effort to be on cocaine all the time. I just, <laughs> I just can't feel my face. Uh, I hate I hate not feeling my face, but what? it's great. But I really I chose I chose this life. I, chose I can't play face. Six Inch because uh, we're DJing off of Sportify. Damn. Well, listen to Six Inch and think about how the weekend ruined it. Um, <laughs> listen to Six Inch and get really mad at the weekend. There's I can't remember which weekend song, but there's one where the line is basically like. I already had two, sex with two women tonight, so just warning you about that. I'm like, who is that good for? Like, you? You're probably tired. Your dick is probably tired. Like, go home. Yes. Go to sleep. And this girl, this girl doesn't deserve that. You're out. Late. You've been out late enough the weekend. Yeah. You're keep it. Keep your sack hidden. <laughs> Put it to like self care. Take a nap the weekend. Yeah. I feel like he needs. A good face mask. Nobody's making you do this the weekend. Some Ben and Jerry's, little flicks. Just uh, just chill. I feel the same way about Sky Ferreira. Like some people are just like you're running your you're burning the candle at both ends. I yeah, I'll, I'll do a moisturize. I, we were talking about the weekend a little earlier before we started recording. I don't really envision the weekend of having a really long career. We'll see. The weekend has he has a great voice. He's a great voice. Commonly uh, compared to Michael Jackson. I don't see his whole thing having a long runtime to it, but we'll see. We'll see. Continuing on. Katy Perry. Okay. Katy Perry. 
Fucked Riff Raff. <laughs> uh, Minus 800 points, Katy Perry. Uh, 800 points from Gryffindor. I mean, you know, I I don't know whether this is true or not. They definitely dressed in denim outfits together, uh, mimicking Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. I don't. I I guess that means having sex. That that's just like a signifier thereof. Yes, that's your standard morning after. Outfit. Yeah. Um, hates Royals by Lord. I, I didn't know why this was in there, but Royals won the Grammy over Roar. So, oh, well, obviously that would be it. And and Lord uh, was then asked to go on Katy Perry's tour as her opener, and Lord said uh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> Which thank is, you. I think I'll be back next year. No, Katie, Katie's a base, but uh, I got to do my own thing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that was like really Australian. That wasn't very New Zealand. You're usually so good at New Zealand. Oh, so good. Uh, but uh, that's such a boss move by Lord, just being like, thanks, but uh, no thanks. She was right. She was end. right. Uh, I pro- I don't hate Katy Perry. Uh, her songs are mostly catchy, but that's about it. Uh, I don't need to talk much more about her. The The other items were by Curious Christian, <laughs> and she doesn't have the range. I, I think Katy Perry's honestly kind of a fraud. Mm-hmm. Um I've said before, like Katy Perry doesn't sound good live at all if she's moving, yes. like her body, which is why she literally needed to be like strapped to a platform during her Super Bowl show, and yes. the platform was moved instead of her. Yes, um, you even see it from. I know you hate carpool karaoke, but I think carpool karaoke is actually a great barometer of what an artist temperament, what, what what their temperament is like and what they can actually sync like. Because even live, you know, at an arena or something, there can be some things done to make them sound a little bit better. But when you're just in a car, it's just you. And Katy Perry ducked out of every belt, every high note, every impressive vocal moment in her carpool karaoke. And instead was like, come on, let's go. Like doing her little like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pump up the crowd thing and mm-hmm. like clapping and dancing. I'm like, you're not singing. Katie, I feel right? like she's a, a cheerleader who, uh, instead of going into gymnastics, went into singing. <laughs> yes, a cheerleader for Christ who became a cheerleader for making out Boops. with women. <laughs> yeah, she's a boob cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Go I mean, boobs. She's, she's good at that. She is good at that. Um, Lady Gaga, mm, your my fave. fave. Uh, Lady Gaga calmed down and became a tolerable white woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hated by Robin Gaze with a passion. <laughs> Didn't know that. Uh, doesn't mean, have the range. Yes. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I feel fine about that. I don't think she has the range. I don't Lady think Gaga's she... Lady got a lot of talents to pull from. She has... There's a lot going on. I don't think she has the thing. Mm-hmm. She's got a strong voice. She knows how to use it. She can cross genres um, impressively as she did with her latest album, getting mm-hmm. into like sort of country rock singer song cider, uh, writery territory. But she doesn't have that uh, up and down and all over the place run trill uh, histrionic thing going on. Uh, she does have the force and confidence. She doesn't sing a note that she doesn't uh, 100% believe in when she hits. You yes. Know? And she knows how to hit them, whether they're high or, or low or what have you. She's yeah. she's kind of like a like a Liza Minnelli almost. I do want to comment on that calm down and became tolerable joke, yeah. which is great because when we were watching the the Lady Gaga five foot two doc mm-hmm. and they were going through her like her early days in the uh, in the paparazzi, and it was just making me remember that it wasn't just a few times that she was like in the meat dress at the VMAs. 
uh, or like it, it wasn't just at like award shows, the mm-hmm. two more outlandish things. It was like every single time yeah. she was in public, she was wearing something outrageous. She was not from caught. like 2007 Seven. through 2011. Yes. Like something that took more than 40 minutes to get into. She went, she probably regularly flew on planes wearing like corset dresses and five inch heels. Yes. Um, with like angular uh, additions added onto them. Which I can see would be uh, interpreted as some serious Caucasian nonsense. <laughs> yes. So. I mean, it was a little much for, for me as somebody being like, oh, these the celebs, with a heavy heart. <laughs> I say the celebs are at it again. Uh, that's what how I felt when I saw Lady Gaga in like 2009 or 10. Mm-hmm. Um but I loved it because, you know, per- performative fame is is my fave. Yes. But, uh, yeah, she calmed down, but she doesn't have the range. Sorry, Gogs. But I think she's okay with that. I think she knows what she's capable of, too. I think Gaga knows exactly what she's capable of. Nick Jonas. Ooh. I, I don't know. What does Nick Jonas do? A pay-per-view homosexual. Ha! Gayest right before album releases. <laughs> she doesn't have the range. <laughs> Nick Jonas is always on the cover of like, like Out magazine. magazine, and I'm like, dude, I get, I get. Are it, you like, out? Whomst? How? Uh, those are two very sick burns on Nick Jonas and his entire PR operation. It's just I find it so bizarre because I am all for you know sort of. Uh, th- there's no reason for gay media to be ghettoized in 2017, mm-hmm. but like he really is like he's he's album gay. He's not like he's unless he is. Especially considering their like whole Disney Channel like kind of Christian origin. I don't know. What, what you do, Nick Jonas? What what you do? All right, we can move on from that. Who whom next? Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. So this was in mid twenty sixteen. So it was uh, Frank Ocean is a myth at this point. Uh, she didn't have the range last we heard from him. Uh, Frank Ocean has reemerged. Blonde was incredible. Um, did a great run of shows this summer. I, I, I don't I don't think it I don't think it matters whether he has the range. I mean, it doesn't matter f- technically for any of these people unless yeah. they're trying to have the range. Yeah. No, no. Um, but yes. You know, amazing songwriting, production, aesthetic, mm-hmm. shrouded in mystery, wrapped in a question mark. All the good things you want from a pop artist. Doesn't need to have the range. Yeah, doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. Same with, with uh, you know, CC Lady Gaga and a number of other, uh, others of these. Another surprise. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys. Okay. A talent. Not a soprano, takes what she wants, <laughs> and then Mashonda with a sad face emoji. That's uh, Swizz Beats's ex-wife, whom she uh, he left her for Alicia Keys. Oh, uh, she doesn't have the range. This is a this is a bold statement because I think when everyone thinks of Alicia Keys, they think of Alicia Keys, pop diva, mm-hmm. warbling, belting. Yes. this girl is on fire, mm-hmm. um, but. King Beyonce stand says she doesn't have the range. Do you listen to a lot of Alicia Keys? N- n- no. <laughs> uh, Alicia K- Keys, uh, extremely not my thing. Yeah, I'm sure I respect her. The well, do you respect her because she did take <laughs> another man's wife, which is I know that he's the one who was married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, BuzzFeed wrote an interesting long form piece about Alicia Keys's career because she did come up as this very wholesome seeming uh, individual with like she had like the braids and the gigantic hats for some reason and like got really big right before 9-11 and the 9-11 happened and it was like oh yeah an emotional singer songwriter is what we need right now remember um, when it was right before 9-11 and we were all thinking about fallen in and out of love, love this was build is so groundbreaking at the time and I think it was just because no one had heard a real piano in like three years yes <laughs> a piano with a hip hop beat what say how? you what, what are they how are they making this That's music amazing um also the album that this song comes from is called songs in a minor but when I saw it written before I heard it I thought it was songs in a minor and I'm like a minor what <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chilean minor yeah <laughs> This is what they were listening to in that game. Yes. Um, she 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 wants to have the range. She might think she has the range. And you don't. And we don't think that she has the range. Uh, King Beyonce says she's not a soprano, and she's not a soprano. She strains a lot of the high notes. Mm. So wait, anyway, uh, the Beyonce, it's Beyonce, why do I keep saying Beyonce? Because I love her. The BuzzFeed article oh, yeah, yeah. about Alicia Keys is basically how she had to sort of rebrand after she took Swizz Beats away from his matrimonial lady. Mm-hmm. And now she does the whole thing where she doesn't wear makeup and she came out and was like, I'm not wearing makeup anymore. It's just me. And kind of g- getting back to her crunchy roots. Yes. Um, supposedly to hide the idea that she committed this moral... Injustice. Injustice. Uh, I I just think it's interesting. I think she's in a funky place in her career. Uh, doesn't have the range. No. Sorry, Alicia. Sorry, Alicia. Let's continue. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Mitia. <laughs> Mariah Carey. No la conoce. <laughs> Ella no tiene el rango. <laughs> I don't think we need to go deep into Jennifer Lopez's music. I like Jennifer Lopez. I like Jennifer Lopez's acting career. I think that she did a really solid job of transitioning into like, I think it's funny to be a pop superstar and then transition into somebody who's not really at this point a movie star, but like a working actor. Yes. Like she's on a CBS crime show as the lead to it, which, you know, is is a, a big, a big thing. But, you know, she's not like. I forgot that she was on that show. Right? Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue, yes. Not Blue Bloods. Not the Blue other Bloods. CBS Not top show. Blue Bloods. Not uh, Blue Bloods. Yes. Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. Um, like, good job having a very cool career, Jennifer Lopez. You've done a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is pretty good. Here's the thing. He's made of rocks. <laughs> Here's the thing. Jennifer Lopez came that's a, up. That's a flop house reference out there for all of you guys checking off uh, uh, other podcast drops. It, other podcast bingo. Um, put a put a chip on it. Uh, Jennifer Lopez came up at a time when it was like, oh my god, the triple threat. She sings, she dances, and, and she, she acts. <laughs> She's a quadruple threat. Her butt is the fourth threat. <laughs> Level orange terror. Uh, where the where the butt though? Um, so it was like Jennifer Lopez has always been positioned as this person who can do three things well, but no one thing 
super, super well. Uh, look, I highly admire that as somebody who cultivates many skills to the point uh, of heightened mediocrity and not above. <laughs> there's there's a, a spot for you out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Lopez is really good at being Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Um, four kids. And got to take all their badass to showbiz. And uh, it's not an easy thing to be. You got to be you got to do a lot of things to be Jennifer Lopez and she does them all. Well, and she looks incredible. She does. I know, you know, not to objectify people. She was like, I still have a butt two song from like a few years ago. Oh yeah. 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 When she was like, butt jams are back impossible. It's dial. You know what I got? And everyone's like, aren't you on a CBS show? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's next? Well, uh, at this point, uh, King Beyonce Stan says, Tempers are running a little high. So let's look at some of the wonderful talents that do have the range. So people started getting mad. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, they, they, uh, started some, sharing some range havers. Beyonce. Duh. Uh, okay, great. Beyonce of America, daughter of Tina, mother of blue, queen of bees. She has the range. I don't think we need to go too deep into this one. Enough said. Yes. We've already said. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Shocker. Beyonce, good. Mariah Carey, queen of range, runs, shade, not knowing J-Lo. <laughs> she know has her. the range. I don't know her. Um, I, we don't have to get too into this one uh, either, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not the first people or the last people to say, Mariah Carey, what a voice. What a voice. She hasn't taken very good care of it lately, though. It makes me a little sad. Yeah? Yeah. The last couple of Christmas specials that she's done where oh, she tries yeah. to she sing that, All like, I Want Christmas for Christmas fumble, is You. Uh, last year. Yeah. We've all had a Christmas fumble. Whomst among us. <laughs> Whomst among us has not had a Christmas fumble. But, yeah. Uh, li- listen, whistle tones are not easy to maintain, yeah. I say, as someone who doesn't have them. Um, <laughs> do we want to pick a, a Mariah range-having song? Oh, you know what my favorite is? It's yeah. Vision of Love. A Vision of Love? Vision okay, of great. Love is a, an early Mariah song, and she just kind of stakes, stakes her claim. To the range. To the range. Let's let's hop into the middle-ish of this. Great. And you can hear that she's belting in those in those higher notes. Belting. Not pushing it through in that. It's like ah. Yeah. No. Yes. As, as I'm doing my patented Mariah Carey impression. And there's control. Yeah. Those like little runs. Again, that that goofy uh, gummy bass uh, tone that was also in the Janet Jackson song. Yes. This is a song that sometimes you hear someone singing effortlessly, and you're like. Oh, that's just an easy song to sing. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy song yes. to sing. This is so hard to sing. It's like when you really wait for it. That is rangy. It's like when you really hear it it's just like a laser cutting through glass it's mm-hmm. it's so smooth and it just goes up and down yeah you're not you don't feel the push 
you don't feel anything. It's just uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's like a, a clean knife through your throat at night. Yeah, just a, a silent kill. Ooh. I mean, like, what even are those notes? These are notes that birds use to communicate. <laughs> She makes all about 27 syllables in a song. This is this is just perfect range. I'm sorry to keep obsessing about the bass in this song, (laughs) but I just can't imagine how satisfying it must be to be like playing bass behind Mariah Carey and like. Uh, at her height in like the yeah. the late mid nineties, and just do those like, brrr, and mm-hmm. then when you land on the note, Mariah Carey's voice comes in over you. Brrr, yeah, die! yeah, that uh, must be extremely satisfying. Yeah, satisfying, satisfying for the the bass player's soul, which is always something that I'm looking out for. <laughs> Who will think of the bass players if not me? Chicken soup for the bass player's soul. <laughs> is that a thing? It's another name for this podcast. Oh, um. Also, to to try to quantify range a little bit more, imagine Adele singing that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't really do that's it. That's why Adele doesn't have the range. No. Adele could maybe turn out a credible version of that song on her own, but it's not going to be, be different. the same. It'd be, she'd do like a stylized version of mm-hmm. it that would put it in her range. Her range. Right. Yes. She's a, a range splicer. A range splicer. A, trans, a transposer. Uh, continuing of range havers, Tori Kelly... Who? <laughs> Excuse me? Tori Kelly needs better material. EPs were excellent. She has the range. Tori Kelly I wasn't aware of at all until maybe a few years ago, a handful of years ago, when we were watching the VMAs and a girl with a guitar was on stage and we were like, oh, someone with a guitar. Who? A woman. A woman guitar. Will you Google um, on YouTube uh, like best Tori Kelly vocal performances? That's the one that I was listening to where all the people started yelling. This is her in front of like a webcam. <laughs> Going out so hot, just like in a bed. <laughs> yeah. All right, but that, that first one is, is a good example. She started as a YouTuber. Aw. And then she was on American Idol, and then she did not win, which is probably a blessing. Um, winning American Idol seems more like speaking of American Idol American Idol is a competition that is supposedly seems to be based on trying to find the person who has the range but they're not that good at it lately it's it's about finding an American Idol and that's a pop musician you have to have again it's like voice versus brand you have to be the whole thing which is why Kelly Clarkson is one of the only people who's come out of it because she's like the whole Thing. Carrie Underwood's brand was yes. also strong. Um, but at the same time, a singing competition is designed so that you need to impress the most people in about three minutes once a week. So what kind of songs do you sing? Power ballads, baby. You have to sing things where you have to go, and I, yeah, 
I, I think that if you have the charisma to make create a performance, uh, you don't necessarily you don't need the range to be a pop star. That's what one of the things about these can be. You can be a good pop star without the range. But right? America, yes, of course. But American Idol is. I think that's why it's not producing people who have longevity because you can't necessarily develop your own personality on that show. Mm -hmm. You have to go in the mode of only singing really warbly. Uh, <laughs> Sambles. Uh, yeah, you have to do a song that's like intro, verse, chorus, out. Yeah, and you have to and the have that moment of people being like, "Wow!" There haven't been a lot oh, of like wow. subtle people. Also, oh, American wow. Idol it doesn't exist anymore. It went bankrupt like two years ago. I think they already brought it back. Oh god, or are already bringing it back. All right, who's next? <laughs> Ariana Ariana Grande has the range. Has the range. Uh, Woman with crossed arms emoji enunciating. <laughs> Doesn't enunciate. Gave up fucking Big Sean so she's not that bright. Oh, God. She nevertheless has the range. I agree with this. Mm -hmm. She's got that same kind of thing that Mariah has. She's a little bit of a, of a baby Mariah in some ways. Mm -hmm. And that's how she kind of brands herself too, right? I think so. Um, she's so little and her ponytail's so high. <laughs> anyway, next, Jasmine Sullivan. <sighs> Who? I I did not know who this person was. A masterpiece is the only thing that's said about her. And she, a masterpiece. She has the range. Can we listen to a Jasmine Sullivan? Her her Wikipedia says the lower register remains warm and airy while still being supported. <laughs> her range spans all the way to an A two while still being clearly audible to a C six. Her versatility is also surprising considering how thick her tone is. She can carry all her weight up to G5 while doing some extremely complicated, almost coloratura runs and melismas, a.k.a. the... Ah. Who wrote that Wikipedia page? Somebody who has a lot of skin in the game of claiming that Jasmine Sullivan has the range. Will you maybe also look up Jasmine Sullivan's best vocal performances? Sometimes that's a better demonstration of the range than... Uh, the vocal agility oh, of Jasmine Sullivan? Just because I love you! It's a very unique voice. Yeah, it is. It's kind of hard to properly gauge with the crazy editing that whoever made this yeah. thing made. Uh, oh, there we go. Here's what I will say. It is, there's also not a lot of room in the current pop landscape for someone to even do stuff like that. Yes. Because when you're playing your sad Calypso music, yeah, you just need when, when are you going it. to like have your little moment? You know, we've been making fun of this word a lot recently, but you know what people want voices to sound like? What? Nubile. <laughs> I mean, that's what goes over those sad Calypso songs for the female pop artists. It's yeah. not like power and force and belted high notes. It's... Uh, um, somebody gently whispering their their insecurities into your ear. Also, I mean, to get, you know, just wicked kind of heteronormative, I guess, a lot of these women who have the range, they sound like women. And a lot of these uh -huh. women who trying, don't trying sound, yeah, who don't have the range, sound like girls. Right. Who that's are what, like that's cooing and yeah. uh, come hithering. Yeah. Just, that's what I mean by nubile. Yeah. You know what I mean. Nubile. What's how did you describe it? Looks like they shouldn't be legal, but are or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old enough to fuck, but looks like they aren't. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's bad. It's 
bad. This week is it's bad. A ba- it's a bad. It's a bad word that describes bad feelings. If someone describes anyone like that around you, you should be concerned. Yeah. Ban Nubile. Ban Nubile. Twenty seventeen. Coney. Twenty twelve. <laughs> um, Christine Aguilera, a vocal coach, queen of ramp ups, virginal at least for that one song. <laughs> she has the range. Which song? When she sang Like a Virgin at the 2003 VMAs. Is, is that what we're referring to? I don't know, but that's the same one where she made out with Madonna. So, But no one knew because they didn't cut to her on that close-up. A vocal coach. <laughs> I like that, that it kind of is her primary job right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've, we've talked about Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. and her you know range versus not range competition with Britney. Uh, Christina just sang, did a tribute to Whitney Houston at... The AMAs, and some people didn't think it was very good. Mm. Brandy, running queen, good because I don't want her driving and coming near me in these streets. She has the range. Brandy was in a car accident that killed somebody. Um, I don't really, I don't know a lot of Brandy's back catalog. I know her as Cinderella, um, where she was fabulous as Cinderella. I know the boy is mine. Um, I don't really have a lot of knowledge of the brandster. But y- yes, I think of her as having a, a softer, gentler voice. But if you can find the range example, let's see if we can back this one up. I think she's good. Yep, yeah, you can kind of hear it, right? Yeah, I think this is a. Le- I think this might be a personal fave of King Beyonce Stan. And a, a legacy shoe-in as opposed to... Again, it's hard to gauge from this fan edit uh, yeah. that just crops literally out of context the, the their favorite notes yeah. from a 20-year career. That, that reminds me... You can me. kind of hear that same tone in some of those runs that puts them in, uh, puts Brandy like in that Mariah Carey-ish area. where they have the clarity to their vocal moves, the crispness to mm-hmm. them. Uh, that... Makes it make sense, but I think that you're probably right. This might be a a, a King Beyonce stand. Yeah, well, you know, sh- sh- pu- pushed in there uh, on a technicality. Also, um, these fan edits where you literally just have the one note uh, <laughs> yeah. reminds me of um, someone did. I, I can't remember who's like ultra set, but they basically it was some EDM. DJ's ultra set and someone did an oops all drops version <laughs> where it was just they only picked the drops but it was the least satisfying thing ever because you didn't get the build up. Yeah, you, you need the build for the drops. The build. Yeah. Celine Dion. Of course, obviously. Uh woo, I don't envy the year she's had. This was in 2016 when her husband died. Oof. Uh RIP Renee Angelil. She has the range. We all know Celine Dion has the range. I mean we could go into some of these, but it's really not necessary. Every Celine Dion song is is all all over the place on this. Can we listen to the ramp up to Oh Holy Night? <laughs> Shout out to my sister Allison for putting me onto this one. Uh, got a G chat from her today that said, you know, this this goes as hard if not harder than it's all coming back to me now. And so I had to listen. Uh, oh Holy Night is the best, most emotional Christmas carol. And... Celine Dion is the perfect person to sing it. You might have to go a bit further. It's funny hearing that note and being like, she's still working up to where she's going to get to. Yeah. 
Give it up for our sweet baby Lord. Our That's sweet the baby Lord. Nothing honors Jesus more than singing as many notes as possible <laughs> in as short a period of time. Okay. Right. That's what he wants. Praise him. Ooh, there it is again. Uh. <laughs> Celine Dion is a master of white space. You know how they say <laughs> yes. like white space in design is just important. It's what you actually put in it. Right. She's so good at the pauses and the building of like tension. Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, good, good job, Celine. I respect Celine. It seems like she's also come into her sort of second being now that mm-hmm. she's wearing these crazy outfits and just like living life. I don't know. She's been dating or sort of uh, courting her husband for like forty years, so th- it's maybe good that she's getting her, her second opportunity. Second life for Celine. Second life for Celine. The last. The voice saved her for last. Your fave could never had Aretha shook Whitney Houston. Of course. <laughs> Whitney had the range. Duh. What is there to say about Whitney? I will always love you. The bodyguard Houston. Uh, it's the note. Honestly, like one of the notes mm-hmm. of all of pop music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any single note could be argued to be more I- iconic yeah. than the one than the hit of I and I will always love you. Yeah. That is one of the most <laughs> long lasting frequencies ever <laughs> committed to tape and pop music. It's, it's just not going to get any, there's no other way to say that, nor do I think that that's hyperbolic, right? Yeah. I think you're totally right. It's, it's part of the er text of balladry now. Yeah. whole run of notes after it it's like (laughs) it's like i was saying this earlier that a slightly underrated part of this song not to discredit from her voice is just all the work that that single snare hit is doing before the voice comes in it's like the snare hit is a wrecking ball going into a dam and (laughs) and then her voice is just the water gushing out flooding everything in front of it uh, the endless <laughs> cascade of beautiful pristine water coming out after it yes let's let's dj run that back let's hear it one more time <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like the seeing her doing that yeah, yeah. is like 
pushed and forced. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And then the sax comes in under it. Good song. She's just, oh my god. It's like each time she goes through the phrase again, she finds new ways to make it impressive. She could do this. She, she could probably make this song like twice as long. And maybe has in yeah, performance. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's the... And it's still soft and gentle when she brings it all back down. Yeah. Know? Because That's people people who have the range also have the ability to, like, br- bring up the volume, bring up the intensity, and then bring it back down as effortlessly as if you weren't, you were always listening that way. It's really more about control than the sheer uh, actual range of it. It's not about how high your high notes go and how low your low notes go. It's mm-hmm. hitting them with, like, the precision of maximum control over exactly what your voice does at any second. But making it sound easy, yet emotional mm-hmm. and affecting and like sort of drawing something out of you. And, you know, runs kind of make it sound like your voice is doing something on its own. And so there's a little bit of like, you know, free will versus predestination going yes. on in those. Again, like the sensation of of water escaping a, a, a dam. Yeah. Or just rushing out of you. Yeah. Oh, I'm exhausted. I am exhausted as well. Um, <laughs> do, what did, are we done with this thread? We're done. Uh, I mean, we're never done. Thank you. I mean, I'm sure there are one billion replies to this. I was going to ask what we learned from this, but I actually think that going through <laughs> all of these and just like isolating these moments has given me a much better conception of like pop diva tree that yeah. I had going into this where I like kind of knew, you know, of course, Whitney Houston's great. And like, you know, Lady Gaga's got a, uh, a good voice, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I could go in and, and like isolate those moments where I'm like that there's where you see it. That mm-hmm. note is the one where you, where, you know, they do or do not. And I think yeah. going through this one by one and, and uh, you know, those airy qualities where you can hear them pushing themselves into a different register of their voice where it's mm-hmm. not the same clear tone all the way through. I don't know. I think that's really interesting. And it goes to show how much like being an authentic through and through diva mm-hmm. is such a rare talent yes. in, in this form. Can't find it. Just digging it up in yeah, the ground. Yeah. You don't, it's not just laying around on the ground. You can't just pan for it in a river or something. Oh, thank you, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. Th- thank you. At, at King, King Beyonce, Stan. We don't know who you are, what your name is, but just excellent fodder. Really, really has stuck with me. Great over thread, all star thread. Yeah. One of the reasons, one of the, the the sometimes few and far between reasons that Twitter is great. Twitter is mostly garb, but but it's stuff like sometimes that. stuff like this like really proves the form. This is like the kind of thing that that it's made for, and it, why I appreciate it being around. Keeps me hanging on for just one more day. <laughs> just one more. Um, we'll at you in this. Maybe you'll think that we're very silly for doing this kind of thing on it, but maybe you'll appreciate it. Anyway, uh, I'm Chris Wade. I do not have the range. Uh, I'm Molly O'Brien. I also don't have the range, but I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I'm not trying to have the range. The sooner that you can accept that you don't have the range, the sooner you can move on with your life. Yes, it's true. The sooner you accept that you don't have the range, you can follow us on Twitter at andintropod or (laughs) send us an email at andintroducingpod at gmail.com. And our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. And remember to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, and if you do have the range, come and tell us. Uh, we'd love to hear a review. Uh, but again, only if you have the range, come to tell us.
Yes. Well, also, if you think that we have the podcast range, which is a completely different range that than the range. range. I don't – another a range that I also don't think we have. <laughs> which podcasts have the range? We're trying every day. Just cereal. Cereal does not have a range. Cereal, <laughs> cereal does one thing like pretty well, and even that thing it could only do well once. I, it sounds like there's fodder for another episode of just podcast range uh, assessments. I, think, I kind of think the the – uh, uh, McElroy's might have the range because they, they can do range. a lot of different things. Yep. They can be loudly. Uh, yeah. Uh, all things for all people. <laughs> uh, but this is not a McElroy fag- fan cast. Um, uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back in two more weeks with another uh, podcast about words about music. Uh, stay tuned. Follow, find us on the internet. And until then, we'll see you later. Uh, this has been <laughs> an introducing. Uh,